<laughs> so, uh, <coughs> uh, you guys know about Punxsutawney Phil, right? You know who Punxsutawney Phil is, right? Badger. Well, <laughs> it would be funnier if we had a he's honey the, badger. He's the Bill Murray badger. Yeah, yeah. He's he's a groundhog. State groundhog. Did you know about Staten Island Chuck? Yes. The alternate. Uh, yes. The Oracle. alternate white. Right. Yes. So did you know that A, well, I mean, most people probably got to assume, especially when you've got these animals around for this length of time, that they get substituted out occasionally. But, oh, yeah. Yeah, so they got like a substitute, a stand-in, a pinch hitter, if you will. Yeah, because um, they live forever. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Well, well, Chuck wasn't feeling so great in, in I think it was 2014. <laughs> no, it was, uh, yeah, maybe it was 2014. I, anyway, I, I've got, got a couple whacked. notes here. He's in the end zone of Giants Field. It was, it was 2014. <laughs> well, actually, what's funnier is, uh, you remember a guy named uh, Mir de Blasio? Uh, he he showed up at the at the, the Sandinista. <laughs> yes, Goddamn he showed up at at the um, Staten Island Chucks. Is it going to be spring or is it going to be winter kind of thing? Well, yeah, he's and, got nowhere else to go. Well, what else is he going to well, do? He, hang he, on, he, hang he, out with his grifting wife. It, he only showed up once because like it was his job to pull the the groundhog out and hold it. And I don't know how the groundhog sees or doesn't see your shadow when some fucking minor celebrity like the mayor is holding it, but. Hmm. Dude uh, is not really particularly great <laughs> at holding on the groundhogs because the groundhog crawled out of his arms, landed on its head and back, and died. A couple days later, they they, they, wow. <laughs> they picked it up like smoothie the smooth. Bill. <laughs> it's just unbelievable. De Blasio's like ah, wrangling this thing, and then it flops on the ground. They pick it up, and it was it was a young lady um, that was taking the place of Chuck. So. Charlotte was her name, and and yeah, he dropped Charlotte, and yeah, a couple days later, Charlotte died. So some sources say that Charlotte died from injuries, internal injuries, probably caused caused from a decent sized fall. Well, yeah, Bill De Blasio is like six seven. Yeah, he's <laughs> like one of the tall, one of the tallest guys on the East Coast, yet could never make it in any sporting. Thing. I know, right? Loser. Uh, well, actually, the bigger question here is whether or not it sees the shadow or doesn't. How much longer is winter going to be if it fucking if it kills fucking itself? If it fucking dies. <laughs> if it kills, if, if it's dead. Well, plus is the fact of seeing the shadow of Bill de Blasio isn't exactly difficult. <laughs> well, and How do you see his shadow if you're standing anywhere near him? He's, he is you, the shadow. It's a skyscraper. <coughs> yeah. You're standing in the shadow of a skyscraper. How are you going to see yours? Oh, the man's a big, idiotic <coughs> Easter Island sculpture. And well, so he never returned, and then they now have a Satin Island Chuck. Still yeah, okay. in quotes, Chuck, raised on a pedestal with a plastic box over. Nobody's allowed to touch, so they don't have yeah. this anymore. Yeah. But you really deserve to go to YouTube yeah. and look at the footage of de Blasio dropping his fucking Cro-mag, Cro-mag so Bill de Blasio. <laughs> He's, just the look on his face is, oh, what the fuck do I do? Welcome to Ruined Heroes, Heroes where, where we just... celebrate the abuse of animals. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> We're going to have a moment of silence. Let's go ahead and a fucking moment, drop a moment of silence for Staten Island, Chuck. But Charlotte. Uh, well, in this case, yes. <laughs> a man who's stuck in 1930s Soviet theology. Jesus. Yep. So that's a thing I learned Not this week. Not an angel, smarts and angles. <laughs> totally a thing I learned this week. I don't know what else to give you. I don't know. <laughs> Okay, namaste, (laughs) ladies and germs. We are Ruined Heroes, a weekly free and self-produced podcast, if you couldn't tell. The three of us irreverently discuss some dopey topic. I, Rupert, study like a guy who, like, is a pinch hitter. 
by Tyler. You're supposed to say the name, but that's okay. I'm, I'm going to help Rupert get through the no, stuff. No, just shut up and but do after it. that, I'm going to shut up and listen. I, I'm gonna, just I do it. What are you doing? I'm sitting here, man. Good. I'm digesting, man. All right, John. Go. I just have to yell at Tyler. Right. <laughs> Clearly somebody needs that job. Please, for the love of God, subscribe and give us good ratings and reviews on whatever podcast feed you get us through. It's free. It helps us immensely. It does. To interact with us, we are ruinedheroespod at gmail.com, as well as easily found on Facebook and Twitter, where you get weekly hints if you want to delve into that. The extreme that. precision and the, ex- ex- the opposite, at the same time, the extreme lack of daisical nature of the way you do this, really charming, i got to say. Say hi. And take a guess. <laughs> if you would like to get extra content, God knows why, as well as help us with the cost of the show, God you can why. subscribe at patreon.com slash ruined heroes and get in starting at one dollar a month. One bare bone bare bone American dollar. Links yeah. are in the show notes. As well as on our website, ruinedheroes.com. Gracias. (laughs) Thank you, those who do give. We really appreciate it. Thank you for those who do give. Pretty great stuff. We appreciate it so much. Y'all are awesome. Really, really awesome. Here come the hentros. All right. If you haven't been able to tell, it's a backwards episode, so let's see where we're going. As a warning, I could not figure out hints that were either too obvious and easy or too incredibly hard. So I went with too incredibly hard. Okay. Shocker. Okay. Limericks again? No. No, I didn't Darn. want to put in that amount of effort. <laughs> I just didn't feel... This is a self-produced podcast. I didn't feel you were working. <laughs> Hint number one! <laughs> Hint number one, a big, black, itchy dog. Zion, my dog. Allergies. And number two. Skin conditions. I need a little hut. Let's build one on the fire escape. Again, these are very hard clues. need a little hut. Let's build one on the fire escape. Who was it? That's a movie reference, isn't it? Somebody put a hut on a fire. No, this shit has something to do with New York. Somebody It's starting to seem that way. Anybody in New York would have gotten this <laughs> already. <laughs> Hint number three. This is a dead giveaway. <laughs> yeah. But to use two. Probably not. not. So much. Might be hieroglyphics. <laughs> Hint number three. That Taylor. He really hurt my pride. He made my lapels an inch too wide. Edgar Allan Poe. Johnny Travolta. I will do... The Bee Gees. Is I, it a person? I will do... Of course hint, it's not a person. I you will never do, do a person. You hint do number things. three with the correct cadence. <laughs> Rather than the Christopher Walken cadence. Which is what comes out of you is, frequently, yeah. That Taylor, he really hurt my pride. He made my lapels an inch too wide. Sinatra? Something like this? That sounds very crooner to me. It is a singer. Oh! Charlie, Charlie Pride. The Ooh. singer is not the subject. 
Oh. The singer is a dead giveaway hint. Uh, are we doing Greenwich Village? No, we're doing the damn Jews. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you get to say it that way. So, for those of you who don't know, it's just this recurring... It's been a running theme with a us. recurring theme because we're here in Oregon and... <laughs> I've met literally one Jew in the 30 years I've been out here. I know a couple. Uh, I know a couple, but barely. And uh, they're not like New York Jews. A sparse population, especially considering that I come from New York City, the uh, second most place for world Jewry in the world uh, outside of Israel. Like, There's nothing... There's not much more Jewish no. culture than yeah New York Jews and, and Israel. You're right, and we also have been long wondering why the Jews are always the ones that are you know lambasted, burned at the stake, and it we is, still can't figure that. And we one never out. have been able to figure that we don't, out. We don't and understand so maybe that. maybe with this information you're going to lay down on us, we can figure some of this out. Like nah, probably not. It is a oh, oh damn. Jesus. I was hoping for an answer. Well, I'm not going to be accusatory towards. The we Jews. don't answer don't any know. of the higher questions. No, yeah, we don't care. That's, that's our M.O. We did not sign up for that, correct? You don't, you don't come here for answers. If you did, you, you picked the wrong date. Uh, so we're really doing the Jews. Yeah, we're really. This is do- another one of those that starts in B.C.E. and you wrote it. I love it. We're, we're, do- we're doing. We're doing basically Judaism, but I am doing it with an eye towards the culture rather than explaining the religion even though the there's going to be some that are intrinsically going to be a little bit of that. yeah yeah they're naturally just intertwined but they are nothing isn't anymore okay everything's intertwined so judaism is one of the three abrahamic religions those three being judaism christianity and islam mm-hmm. yes I knew that's why I told you don't even hook it up, John. I got the pad for just in case. Weirdly, I didn't know this. Abraham doesn't even pop up in Genesis until chapter eleven. Is it all the way that far in? It's that far in. Well, yeah. God, I mean, like, yeah, we had to build a world and some people and toss them out of a magical no, garden. No, that happened and stuff. within the first couple of chapters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did not think it was. It's been a while since I read it, but I, God damn. So Abraham pops up in Ur, you are, Mesopotamia, a city roughly where Kuwait is in the Persian Gulf. <laughs> if you've ever watched any of the like the the bigger. Discovery Channel, like the 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 ziggurats, one of the most famous that's ziggurats a, you're that's ever going to see. Candy bar. <laughs> the, the ziggurats that the you always segment. see, that one that's usually the ziggurat of Sewer. All right, or, so, all right, excuse so. me. At any rate, Abraham pops up in the year 1948 from creation or 1800 BC. <laughs> This is the first. This is a little bit of a flat earther timeline we got to go with here. The problem is <laughs> the years in the Jewish calendar lining up with the years in our calendar a little bit dicey. <laughs> so basically, just let's just say 1800 BC, he lives until around 1638 BC, which I don't know, 140 years. Well, I thought he was like 400 years old when God told him to kill his son. Well,. You know, this is a God said to Abraham, give me your son. So Abraham is the first monotheist. Um, 
Yet, ironically, really, Abraham's father, Terok, has a little business in Ur selling small <coughs> idol statues. Oh, shit! <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit! That doesn't work in a little it bit here. It doesn't work! That's the problem <laughs> like, here. Like, we have a Moses yet. We don't have the rules no. quite oh, yet. we <laughs> a long way from Moses. I mean, yeah, like, yeah, Moses I mean, does. Exodus, ex- Genesis, Exodus. Next book. No, <laughs> we're not in Genesis yet. Well, yeah, we he's are. not in Genesis. So, so well, I mean, if Abraham pops up in Genesis, so, so, so Abraham's dad, we got to keep. Okay, go forward. Abraham's selling dad, Turok, little, little golden cows, maybe has a little business selling <laughs> idol statues. Ball. Abraham's like a, a teen boy, and he's running around with this monotheism. <laughs> One day, stupidly, Terak <coughs> leaves the store and tells Abraham to watch the store. Oh no. Abraham takes the opportunity to smash all these little dopey idols. Because he's a rebellious teenager. Damn right. What does any teenager do that doesn't want to be left in charge? Except for... Fuck you, Dad! Except for one idol, the largest idol, in which he puts a little miniature hammer in the idol's hand. Sort of like Mario Brothers, like Donkey Kong. Yeah, like... Uh but, But why? Because this idol just did it. Because the, the idol, idol just, smashed everything. Yes. He's blaming it on the idol. Yeah. The idol's the bad. It's another teenager <laughs> well, thing. spoiling the story. So. <laughs> That's why I closed my computer. <laughs> <laughs> so when Abraham's father returns, he's looking at all these smashed up idols, and he asks Abraham for an extra explanation. And Abraham says the idols all got into a fight. <laughs> and the largest one smashed all the others. <laughs> With this hammer. You should have seen how much whiskey that <laughs> damn giraffe idol had. It went berserk. And that's why the largest idol still has the hammer in his hand. <laughs> it's the boss at the end of the game level. And the fucked up thing is that this shit flew. <laughs> well, I mean, like, I mean, we were making lots of stories up then, right? To, to, to this, Abraham's father, Tarak, says, you've been smoking too much pot. These idols can't do anything. To which Abraham replies, then why do you worship them? With this, Abraham established himself... That's a valid question. Not only as the first juvenile delinquent and slacker, but also the first believer in monotheism. God noticed this. So, so, so what, what was the only God he was celebrating at that point in time? Yahweh. Okay. You have a fact. Shishafafa. Pumpernickel. <laughs> a fish with an X and a bunch of letters in it. Whatever. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Part of the Tetragrammaton. God notices Abram's hijinks uh, <laughs> and makes him an offer, the Brit. If Abraham would leave his home and family, God would make him a really great nation and bless him. That's So the deal. run away from home and you can start your own cult. Yeah. That's the deal. And if you do it, I'm going to bless you and give you a great little thing. Like there'll be money involved and shit, right? You get a nice house, you get 12 wives, something like that, right? You get get the wives, you get the money, you get the land. You get a nice house, and you can live happily ever after, even after you die. Thus begins the covenant between God and the Jewish people. And this covenant is a key aspect of Judaism. That, like, look, you made a deal, here it is. Okay? Actually, that covenant thing is huge. 
Well, I, I've heard it spoken about. So, it's like, you have to do your duty to God to pay God for what he's doing for you, yeah, right? Like That's kind of what the deal is there now. from God that, like, he's going to deliver the Jewish people is It is like a soul-binding To Jewish thing. theology. It is just... Well, yeah. There. I mean, well, and it's it's bred into. You. I mean, Judaism is unique in that you can be born into it or you can be inducted. Into ah, it. but then God comes back. Uh oh. And <laughs> this says, is still the Old Testament. And, and says, well, uh, okay. And, and, and says to Abraham, "Well, you know, um, that leaving home thing was only the first of ten tests." So now it's the Hercules so legend. Ten li- he's got ten he's left. got a lion to slay with slay at the end or yeah, some shit. Yeah, yeah, you're not just <laughs> got to kill two kraken. <laughs> Where, where's my Nemean lion? <laughs> right. Fenrir, get Fenrir. The other aspect of this is God makes very clear that this involves rights and responsibilities on both sides. You got to do this. I'll do this for you. Blah 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 blah. The covenant. I will do yeah. this. You do that. Right. I, you do this. I do that. So Abraham's a city dweller hanging out in Ur, uh, selling these dopey <laughs> idols, and leaving home. Back then, they didn't have any interstate highway system. Yeah, it was like you just put on your sandals if you had them. This yeah. Chevrolet. And head, head that direction. Lamborghinis. Yeah, and basically <laughs> anything outside of most of the cities in this area is, is pretty much desert. It's and, desolate, yeah. Well, and, it was, it was I mean, a little... Like, it is, is it it a place, was a little better back then. It is I a mean, place, it's been a couple of thousand years. But you, you could get lost there for 40 years. I mean, just read the book. So if you think like, about the like geography. You can wander around in circles in that place. Abraham runs out of Abraham, but Abraham runs out of Ur in Mesopotamia. And then he's just like, I don't know. He gets over to the Mediterranean. Hey, this is nice. Some beachfront property. Then he's just like. <laughs> Fish, finally. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> you are definitely. You, you, yeah. Yeah, that was some very, very beachfront property yeah. in there. Abraham travels down to Egypt. Picking up this chick named Hagar, who's the a chick servant. Named Hagar? Yeah. Yes. So this is obviously not the guy from the comic. No. <laughs> no. No Van Halen. No Van Halen. He picks up Hagar as a servant to his wife Sarah. Yep. Down down to down to Egypt, picks up Hagar. Then it's just like, I don't know, Egypt kind of blows. So they go back up north from Egypt. <laughs> Hopefully and, back and, to the Mediterranean where the fish are. Exactly. He goes back to basically Israel. Close enough to fish, yeah. So Abraham and Sarah are getting kind of old after all this traveling and gall- gallivanting about. Yeah. And so Sarah says to Abraham, like, look. Well, they don't have any kids at this point. Right, they don't have any kids at this point. And Sarah <laughs> says to Abraham, look, we don't have any kids at this point. Let's have some kids. Uh-huh. How about you do it with Hagar? Uh-huh. And chicken brown cow. And, like, you know, okay, obviously these were different times. Because, like, <laughs> most wives don't really do this. But, like, Sarah's kind of down. You know? <laughs> <laughs> they got this kind of three. Either that or he was such going. an asshole. It's like, no, I don't want you touching me. You go ahead and you, hey, that, I, mean, I got yeah, a servant I mean, for this. He, he could have been, like, Rasputin Smelly or something like that. I don't got a servant for this. You, you do you. I'm going to go do <laughs> the other servant. <laughs> so Abraham and Hagar have a son named Ishmael. As in, call me. Go ahead. Then later it comes out. Hagar is the daughter of Pharaoh. How the fuck she gets sold to Sarah? Wait a minute. I don't know how this happens. 
I didn't write like, this stuff. Pharaoh was in charge of a whole other part of that area. Egypt. Yeah, the whole other part. That's what I just Somehow said. Somehow Pharaoh's like, here, let's give my daughter to this Jew as a servant. And he goes off like humping her. And like it's like, well, well guess what? I'm daughter of Pharaoh. I don't understand that part of the whole uh, thing. That, that's confusing. I mean, well, but like, okay, maybe, so, was it was it a direct daughter or was it one of like, like okay. we can hide this daughter by selling it I didn't off get over to here? Into no, well, it. The, the, the other thing is, it's mean, not like you could question. Snopes this shit. All they had to do was say it, you know. <laughs> you know, all you had to do was say it, and it was true. You're so far away; it's not like they can just pop onto social media or anywhere and just say, "Oh, yeah, I'm going to go back and test." You know, no, oh, that's bullshit. So they have this this son Ishmael. And according to Muslim and Jewish tradition, Ishmael is the first Arab. That's the way they look at it, huh? All right, I, I gotta. I realize that there's a handful of things I'm just gonna have to. Accept. You're just gonna have to accept yeah. it because we're moving along here. So so many questions. Rupert, I don't have nearly the problem that People you fucking that he's live gonna there. have. I think this is great. People fucking live there. So. Abraham's around 100, Sarah's around 90. That's, yeah, that's not dating. How old is Hagar? That's fair. I don't know how old Hagar's now. But probably 30. I don't know. She's probably, Hagar's she's, angry. She's got, some, her up she's, got, she's got some tits on her, I can tell you that. <laughs> Breeding hips. God comes down, and he's like, look, you know, you're 100, your wife is 90, this Hagar action's pretty cool, but, uh, hey, why don't you get it on with Sarah? <laughs> oh, God. Out pops Isaac ancestor to the jewish people yep okay and that's how we get the jews. is this isaac with two a's i don't know yes sure yes. It, it okay. probably wasn't spelled with those letters fair it was probably chiseled that's... It, was, it was probably like slash slash cuneiform triangle thing or owl feather walking man <laughs> thing in egyptian hieroglyphics i don't know why don't you talk to the rosetta stone they'll yeah. figure it out for you yeah Fair. I'm just, I'm just looking for the So that's how we anyway. get the Jewish people. Moving right along. Wow. Important text of Judaism. Wow. Poof. Jewish people. Okay. Jewish well, people. Now Again, I realize well, we, that there's things I'm going to have to Actually, accept. we have the first Arab now, and now we have the the first of the Jewish people. Yeah. Oh, all of this out of the fucking sky. And a Bob Dylan song. All of this out uh-huh. of the, the, the like, teenage angst of some guy in his dad's idol shop. Like this is very He's 100 year old. You know, you don't think well, I mean, it's been a minute here. since then, but still. It, yeah, and God comes down and actually talks to him face to face. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> sure. That's how we get the Jewish people. Important texts of Judaism. What is the Torah? The Torah consists of the first five books of Moses. Moses shows up a thousand years after Abraham. Yep. We're on this, like, Frank Herbert Dune time scale. Yep. One book later in the Bible. Well, and we all know about Moses and floating down the river and Charlton Heston and Pharaohs. And so we all know that one. Don't need to spend much time on it. Moving right along. Torah means instruction. It's usually kept in a scroll form in the Ark of the Synagogue. This is one bad thing, you know, because it's kind of hard to haul around a Torah on the subway and read it. Yeah. You know, I, I've, heard, I've heard it likened to guidance as thing. well. Yeah, yeah, it's guidance. Instruction guidance. Well, it's, it's guidance principles. It's not that different from the Ten Commandments or something like that. From well, but the, um, the Ten Commandments thing was like rule of law. This is um, instruction guidance, the Torah. Ideas is, on how to behave. Yeah. Right, yeah, it, yeah. It, it's yeah. a little. It's a little more gentle, but... 
it, it goes back to covenant. Yeah, it, it's still giving you the, the who you should be, how you should There's be kind of situation. There's also a more especially encompassing if you're God, right? form of the Torah, which well, consists of 24 right. books. It consists yeah. of the, the the Torah, which is the first five books of Moses, the Nevim, which is the prophets, and the Ketuvim writings such as Psalms and Proverbs. Not going to get into it. That's just what it is. Moving right along. <laughs> All books are revered as divine, but the Torah is held up as unique because it is the word of Moses. Okay. The first prophet. Yeah. Moses' works are regarded as verified prophecy due to Moses' teaching being... Who verified it? I'm about to get there. Oh, okay. They're considered verified pro pro prophecy due to Moses' teaching being verified as divine by the entire nation of Jews witnessing the events at Mount Sinai. So in other words, when, when Moses does his bit at Mount Sinai with yeah, the yeah. burning bush... Yeah. It's, it's not an isolation. Everybody witnesses this burning bush and, and Moses coming down looking like an old man and all this kind of crap. So it's kind of like um, uh, when What's-His-Face made the Statue of Liberty disappear. Everybody saw it. So therefore Copperfield. It was true. Yeah. yeah. When Copperfield made that happen, weirdly, it was true because everybody saw it. For those of you... I, who, I mean, weirdly, there's, there's a lot of questions, but I'll Weirdly, for those it. of you <laughs> remembering the sacred text of Cecil B. DeMille, another prophet... Um, <laughs> Really? <laughs> Moses' miracles were not regarded as verification of the divine. So Moses parting the Red Sea for Exodus was not considered good enough. You needed a burning bush. Right, well, shit, I saw the Red Sea parted at Universal Studios in the 80s. So uh, I need a bush that, that naturally spontaneously combusts me. on a desert. That's two. Well, that's one, just, one was the face of God. One was God becoming incarnate. The other was, hey, you know what? I'm going to slam my staff and just part the Red Sea. Yeah. I'm magic as opposed to, whoa, here's God. I don't know. Red Sea is pretty damn good. I it's a pretty big deal. And it's, that's, it's that's, a, that's, you know. Like it's a decent I tell you, space. You know, it's I, right in here. I, th I think that there's a lot of, <laughs> I think there's a lot of uh, verklempness because, like, the Red Sea parting thing really is only verification that Jews can't swim. <laughs> oh, that. you finally went, you found a way. Well, I found a way. You found a <laughs> way. <laughs> well, I went there. I went there. Well, it's either that, that joke <laughs> between you and I is, like, four months old. It's either that or they knew how, you know, title systems worked. Moving right along. That's my joke. That's my joke. Moving right along. Yeah. Another another big book. Mr. PC. Fuck another off. big book I in off mic. in Jewish philosophy is something called the Talmud. Yes. So the Talmud means instruction or learning. So despite the Torah being the written word, Jewish scholarship, like they got the written word, but. Yet, Jewish scholarship remains entirely oral after this thing. I guess because they're wandering around the desert and how many stone well, and, tablets and do you want to they're, they're well. getting At this point in time, they're starting to get persecuted, and so hiding your religion <sighs> is going to save them to some extent, too. So okay. if you keep your history and your religion oral, then you can pass it to one another under the, you know, the darkness of night in your okay. house okay. or whatever. If, if, you look at, if you look at what Moses did from... But using the Bible as a historical text rather than a religious text, what happened there is he went out and for those years that he was in the desert, not so much a complete desert at that time, but 
not not a comfy thing. But what he did is he went out, he built allies, and he created basically shock troops so that he could continue to wage war when the time came. And he built up a freaking army from hell. Well, he went from one and dude they and his dad shot to these, like, and millions of followers. Fucked right? shit up. So, the Jews got this largely oral tradition of scholarship, and they're all hanging around. They're like, "Hey, you know what? We need a big building to contain all this scholarship." So, you know, us nowadays think of you know religion and church as as being a lot of churches and mosques and Buddhist Weird temples. secular buildings. Lots of, yeah. lots of things all over the places. Well, you're hanging out there in the desert. You don't have a Home Depot. <laughs> it's going to be tough to build a, a bunch well, of... Was, so they built kind they, of the birth of the revival where yeah. they put up big-ass tents. So, the, so they're like, let's build like one big-ass thing over there in Jerusalem that's going to house all this big knowledge and, and we're going to have it all there. Temple Mount? Yeah. Well, the big problem with that is once you've got a central repository for all this horseshit, people come along and start attacking it. <laughs> I'm going to put all my shit right here. I want your shit. Yeah. It Enter is the Templars. Yeah, well, I mean, or just anybody. Like, I mean, that's why the Walking Dead people keep moving. Actually, it's because anytime you establish yourself, somebody's going to come along and for the Christians. Shit. So they got all these scholars hanging out in the temple. <laughs> In Jerusalem. It's been destroyed once by roving hordes of maniacs. It gets destroyed a second time in the in the first truly great siege battle. I've played a million war games of this thing by the Romans in 70 AD. They, they siege this thing and basically destroy pretty much the whole thing. Really fantastic. Like raised to the ground kind of destroy. Absolutely fantastic siege. <laughs> well, I mean... So the second time this die. thing happens, it's like, well, look, we can't have this central locus where rabbis just hang out and pass it on orally. Let's write this shit down. So, Romans destroy the temple in 70 AD. The oldest known full manuscript of the Talmud dates from 1342 AD. So that's like 13th, almost 1400 years later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, but we're just to give you an idea, we're not exactly outside of the realm of Christianity at this point, because the Bible. Hello. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, all, all that's going on at the same time, and as well, uh, as is the Muslim or Islam growing, you know, it's growing at the same time, all in this kind of area. Well, he hasn't touched on the Arabic. He hasn't gotten to the Islam part yet. Yeah, and I think that's probably part we'll two if he we'll, ever does it. We'll, 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 we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. So. The Talmud is basically a collection of countless scholars um, that's all been written down. They, they, they get together, they write this all, the, all, this, all the scholarship of the Torah. Boom. Put it into this thing called the Talmud. Write it all down. And it's regarded as not divine, but pretty holy stuff. So it's kind of like the Nicene Council? Well, there's a lot of analogs to this. So, um, the Hadiths in Islam are, would be one. So, in Islam, the Quran is the revealed world word of God. Mm -hmm. Like, God said, 
this is the shit, write this shit down, I'll dictate it. The Hadiths are Muhammad's interpretation in his lifetime of what that stuff means. Right. So in okay. Islam, the Hadiths, like it or not, are actually treated as kind of a bigger deal than the Quran. Doesn't make sense. That's just the way it is. Because because it's one further translation is why it's not. Uh, it's, it's interpretation. It's, it's, it's Muhammad is it, the prophet. It's value right. interpretation. It's, it's Muhammad, Muhammad is the prophet. Yeah, he's so a scholar that's going through it. Muhammad is out. the go-between, and he translates yeah. God's words into that which is understandable by modern man. Because God's yeah. words are like maybe a Hence little too complicated Hadith, yeah. for you. So here you go. Why don't you just have a sandwich, you know. <laughs> Muhammad would be the no prosciutto, regular bacon. <laughs> we uh, also have analogs in Christianity, the New Testament, uh, the teachings of the ho- uh, of the apostles mm-hmm. is 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 I wouldn't say is considered more holy. The apocrypha, you know, the, but it's treated as a big deal still, even though it's like kind of a translation by some dudes. It's a bunch um, of people telling stories after the fact. I well, gotta say, that's Moses, what the New Testament Moses is dad. They left that out, you know, and he's in the Apocrypha. So, essentially, the Talmud becomes the case law of Judaism. Like, in other words, you, you got a question of how should I act in, other, in, in a way to be right with God? And it's like, well, let's look at the case. How did other people act like three million years ago? Yep, there you go. You got to do this. Uh, and so it's the case law. It's the precedence. That kind of thing. Question, doesn't the Talmud uh, actually address as well um, law between individuals? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, like, what do we, um, it dictates not only how you act, it's kind of like their Ten Commandments, sort of. These That's are the, these what are, I said an hour just, ago. Just hold on. Half hour But ago. this is, but there, isn't there like a whole freaking council? Like, uh, like they have their own legal system built around the Talmud? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so... If you're a Talmudic scholar, like, that's a real thing. That's like, I don't really know what the word for it is, but, like, you can be a rabbi. You can also be a Talmudic scholar. Right. And so a Talmudic scholar is the guy who tells you, like, he's got the answer for how all this applies in your daily life. You know, whereas and, the rabbi is strictly spiritual guidance. Yeah, the, this yeah. guy is this like how to a, apply it into your world, like a yeah. judge, yeah, or a counselor. It's, it's the dudes in the movie Pie that come up and tell that guy that he needs judge to keep studying the numbers. Counselor. All right, so let's get back to this crazy what, ass. What? Uh, let's get back to this crazy ass. So temple many thing. questions. <laughs> let's get back to this wait, crazy wait, wait, temple. One question: What's the costume at this point in time? What? I don't know. Robes and stuff. I don't know. I didn't get okay. into that. Whatever they could wear. Well, I mean, you know how costumes come into play eventually in all religions. Okay, go ahead. Guess what? So let's get back to this crazy temple. So the first temple, Solomon's Temple, was built in the 10th century BC on the Temple Mount. So minus a thousand. Okay. BCE. Okay. Thousand BCE, and it stood until five eighty seven BC. So it stands for roughly four hundred years. That's not terrible. Insane. That's not terrible. Just so, just so I know that I'm clear, this is um, Solomon, King Solomon, the Song of Solomon, yes. that same Solomon. Yes. Right? Okay, just making sure. Yeah. It okay. was a humongous, yeah. gigantic complex in the center of all Judaism, standing for four hundred years without any spackle, 
and drywall and stuff. That's pretty fucking did amazing. You, did you run across any, like, pictures? Like, I mean, no, there's not photographs, but, like, maybe there's drawings or something. Did you run across any of them? Nah. There's, like, in the historical I mean, yeah, there, there are, but they're all CGI bullshit. Okay. But, but it's, like, this humongous okay. thing. It's roughly Vatican City. Wow. Yeah, it's like Vatican yeah, City kind of huge. shit. Okay. You know, it's like this wow. humongous thing. Pretty good for a bunch of Jews. So fortress like, walls and shit and everything. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. It gets destroyed by the Babylonian siege of Jerusalem. You know, 587 mm. BC. <laughs> Babylon. All right, so we, we got this, like, uh, we got a bunch of, like, debris hanging around on the ground. 516 BC, which would be, what, 70 years later, the Jews are like, hey, let's build it again. We got all this stuff hanging around. It's not going to take too much. You fix it all up. Take you five minutes. To fix. Lots of filler brick. It's right. going to be fine. It's a handyman special <laughs> temple. We've all seen this on Zillow. It's made out of urbanite and shit. Yeah. I fucking love it. 516 BC, they start rebuilding the second temple, and that stands until 70 AD, so what is that, like close to 600 years? Yeah, Yeah. that's half again as long as the first one, and this is the one built out of recycled materials. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Not bad. Exactly. Well, they got a deal. Pretty fucking smart. (laughs) You know, when the Romans come along and whack this thing down, this temple was known as uh, Herod's Temple. Mm. King Herod. King Herod. Change my water into wine if you are divine. Yeah, uh, so the Here. western wall of this temple, <laughs> often known as the Wailing Wall, is a retaining wall on the Temple Mount and is all that survives of the original two de- temples. I was going to ask if this is still the, the exact same Wailing Wall. It's the exact yes. same thing. It has wow. been verified by archaeological research <laughs> and dates from around the 2nd century B.C. Wow. So, like, they invented rock three weeks before they made this thing. <laughs> Dinosaurs roamed the earth, and these guys well, were fighting I mean, off oh, mastodons. Wait, wait, wasn't Qi Xin Huangdi building the Great Wall of China around the same time? Or a little bit before this? Slave labor. Uh, very, yes, agreed. Yes, agreed. But, I mean, similar okay. kind of structures Re- that both still stand, right? Please remember yeah. that, you know... 2,500 years ago, the term slave was a very loose concept. They didn't have that word. <laughs> slave no. meant minimum wage job <laughs> or kind of schlocky stuff. I'm not minimizing. Uh, yes, slavery is horrible. Oh, you, but you like, got food? There's a different thing. But, I mean, like, yeah, we're wage slaves now. That's the difference. Go ahead. What, did I get two Fred Hampton on you? <laughs> All right, so the wall surrounds something known as the Dome of the Rock and the Al-Aqsa Mosque. These are Muslim shrines, and why it's a point of conflict. The Dome of the Rock is the most recognizable feature of Jerusalem and is basically the picture of Israel. When you see a picture of Israel... It's a giant... It's the giant dome gold... Thing, yeah. It's the gold capital thing. Yeah. That's a Muslim shrine. Just to give you a hint, that this is right. one of those reproductions of what the original Temple of Solomon would have looked like. And there were a lot of outbuildings and all yeah. this kind of stuff. That it one. is, is okay. crazy. It's, that's something. It was a humongousness. Yeah, yeah it's... <laughs> yeah. But that's been burned down since, and now we're building the dome. So get this. Yeah. Dome of the Ro- I like Dome of the Rock. That's pretty good. The foundation stone 
of the Dome of the Rock <laughs> yep. has great significance to the Abrahamic religions as it is taken to be the stone upon which he was going to kill his kid where God created the first human. That's how big a deal <coughs> oh, man. this foundation stone so, of the Dome of I the mean, Rock was. I get this, and it's I, been around I, in that exact location for since the ever. original. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, I mean, like, I, I, and that's why they went back and they built the first one. And believe the it or not, and everything. that stone is the same stone where, yes, Abraham, Abraham was, was sacrificing his, his son. Uh-huh. It so, is also I mean, the earliest structure built by a Muslim ruler. That's one so hell of a much. shrine, man. So much. Moving so like, along. Like, 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 I get the argument the Garden of Eden very possibly was in this part of the world okay. because it was the Fertile Crescent and all that. We're going to b- blow through some little Jared Diamond books or something. And then move on into where it is and why it's desolate and desert now. And it's probably because Moving humanity on. started there. And I can see why maybe the rock's in the same kind of area. But it, it seems... Well, man, record-keeping wasn't great back then. Just, right, is it good right, now? So many questions. Um, but it's a little better. <laughs> a little better. So that's how we get Jerusalem and all these crazy temples and stuff getting smashed and the Dome of the Rock. And that's what the Dome of the Rock is all about. Moving right along. Languages, Hebrew. Jesus Ooh, yeah. Christ. Which is a numerically based language. language. Uh, Hebrew yeah. actually dies out as a spoken language mm-hmm. between 200 and 400 A.D. Religious bef- persecution is a thing. That's before the Civil War for you kids out there. It's preserved as a liturgical language after yeah. that, much yes. like Latin in the Catholic Church. Yes. Aramaic and Greek were the big whoop de doo languages, and Hebrew <laughs> dies out. Well, because you had, like, Arabs well, decided has, to take over everything yeah, at this point, too. Who has the fucking and money? And you had Christians that were trying to kill everything as well. And you had Romans killing everything. <laughs> and we're now back to that hide your religion so you don't get fucking slaughtered thing. It's just, it's, it, it makes sense to hide your shit, and that tends to make languages die out. They were forced to speak another language. Hebrew does not get anywhere until the rise of Zionism in the 19th century. Yes. 1800s for you kids out there. <laughs> By 1990... All oh, the children listen to this. Condescending much? <coughs> so basically, in the 1800s, <laughs> Zionism starts up, and we're going to get to Zionism in a little bit. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> oh, boy. It, it experiences a revival. So... In the 1800s, revival. By 1998, Hebrew is spoken by 5 million people worldwide. And if that wasn't enough, by 2013, Hebrew has 9 million speakers worldwide. 9 million is one one one-thousandth of the population. Pretty, But pretty good for (laughs) resurrecting a dead language. True, true. It's the only one that's ever been resurrected. With any effect, I would agree, probably. I can guarantee you there's more people that speak Hebrew than Latin. Pretty much. That's a good argument. Pretty much. Latin's like the Bitcoin of languages now. (laughs) Maybe maybe it'll come into vogue. I don't know. It's a good language, but 
All right, so after, the, after Israel, the U.S. has the largest population of Hebrew fluency with approximately a quarter million speakers of Hebrew in the U.S. Eh, that's wow. Yeah. And that's fluent. That's not like just... Yeah, no, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's, totally not, cool. that's yeah. not just memorize their Torah for their, well, their or or uh, bastardized German speakers like I am. You yeah, know? Uh, of course, these quarter million speakers are pretty much all in New York. <laughs> this is true. It's the only They're place. It's the only place. Areas. I mean, you can walk down New York and hear two people speaking Hebrew back and forth yes. to each other. It's a fucking code. <laughs> well, yes, that just too. like Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> Other weird-ass languages. How about some Yiddish for you? <laughs> oh, uh, fuck. Isn't Yiddish a ping, uh, pigeon language of sorts? No, no, no. It's, it's sort of the jokes. It's the more humorous language of the Israelites. It's uh, it's funny. It's slang. That's where you get schmuck. <laughs> it's slang. It's slang language. It's the way that, you know, like we speak. No, it's an the, official language. It's it is. A, it's a, it's a, it's a, Hebrew is a it's language a, that comes from that area. It's a Yiddish dialect. is a West Germanic language spoken by the Ashkenazi Jews. Don't worry, we're going to get to them. <laughs> <laughs> Yiddish originates in 9th century Europe prior to World War II and had a speaking population of 11 million. 85% of the Jews murdered in the Holocaust were Yiddish speakers because they're all Ashkenazis getting whacked over there in Nazi Germany. Obviously a big decline. By the 90s, we go from 11 million speakers to 1.5 to 2 million Yiddish speakers. Ugh. To, to this... Well, you know, we did kill a couple tens of millions of To this of day... Yiddish exists oh, mostly in the Hasidic and Haradi communities, basically the more orthodox communities of um, well, Judaism. Yeah. yeah, Yiddish is short for Yiddish touch, touch, or Jewish German. That's what Yiddish means: is Jewish German. That's kind of crazy. Yiddish Teich? T a i t. Will you let John read the German word real quick? Tish. 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 What? What else? Yiddish Tish. What else? All right, people. so it basically means people. Jewish German. People. It's, so it it's, is a pigeon, then. It's people. No, Ti- it's, it's its own language. A, a, Jewish, a pigeon languages are their own language. All right, keep your shite on. Let's go just, to Jewish ethnicities. It's just ethnicities. when two things blend, two different cultures look, blend together. Look, you can have a stand-up comedian doing Yiddish. You can't have a stand-up comedian doing Hebrew. It's just not as funny. Well, I mean, if you're... Why don't you throw place. a bone to the Germans? It's the first time they've got comedy going on, you know? <laughs> it's the only time. You can't do that? No such thing as a German joke. <laughs> All of a sudden, I have to be the gay Jew here. I, I, it's not the first time. I'm going to let that pass. <laughs> you can readjust your butt in the fucking chair. <laughs> so, alright. So, Yiddish is... Jewish German. Its own language. It's it's kind of a slang of the original, because it's got elements of of Hebrew, right? Sort of, yeah. But you know, it it spits. It sort of uses. I don't know. Similar structure. So Jewish ethnicities. Oh, actually, Tish means table. <sighs> Let's not play the <laughs> Yiddish point. on the table. Interesting. Let's not I like it. <laughs> Tish means table. I was wrong. <laughs> okay, so your first Jewish ethnicity is your Ashkenazi Jews. All right, and so this is what Americans and Europeans are most familiar with, originally from Germany, France, and Eastern Europe. 
This is where the costumes come in. No, they all got costumes, <laughs> man. What is it with yous? Every religion has... You're not a religion unless you I have a costume. I know every religion has a costume. I'm that's, just that's trying part to... part of a religion. Saying. You can't be one unless you got a costume. They all have robes. Okay? They Pretty much everybody seems to have everybody robes Everybody has involved. a robe. Okay? Yes. And everybody's got Frequently, something that they put over them. They've got a, they've yep. got a flock. Sometimes they got a little cute hat. In fact, most of them have little <laughs> cute them, hats. Like, yeah, you weren't okay. on a proper and ruler until you have a hat. They all yeah. got some slippers. Okay, there's your <laughs> fucking costume. Done. Next. Okay, so we're in Europe. I, I'm not picturing we're in Ashkenazi Jews in World War II wearing robes and slippers. You ever seen the Warsaw Ghetto? <laughs> there you go. Okay, so the Ashkenazi Jews are basically the European... Russian arc above the Mediterranean. Then you got your Sephardic Jews, which are from Portugal and Spain and continued down through through basically northern Africa over into Greece and Turkey. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then you got your Mizrahi Jews, which are Libya. Wait, back up a minute. Mizrahi Jew, this is not one I've heard before. Yeah. It, oh, okay. From Libya, Eastern Egypt, and most of the Middle East, extending into Northwest India. Many Man, they've been having problems. Many consider the Mizrahi Jews yeah, so things close. Things are going well down there. Many consider the Mizrahi Jews so close to the Sephardic Jews as to basically be the same. Yeah. All right, so bagels, gefilte fish, and matzo ball soup—that's all Ashkenazi. Sephardic food is much more Middle Eastern and spicy, and that kind of thing. Well, and that, I mean, staring at the map that I brought up, so I have some semblance of an idea of what we're talking about. Like, it's because your Ashkenazis, like, they had seafood. They were against the Mediterranean. They could get it. But then you get down to those those Egypt and areas. Uh, they're on areas. the Mediterranean, too. They're just on the south. Um, yeah, but it looks like it goes deeper. So, with, I mean, maybe I could be wrong. From but. Turkey over into the Middle Eastern, um, you're going to have things more like kebabs. You're going to have... You're going to have things Cetes, like that. those kind of things. Um, there's going to be more spice, obviously, because of the spice trade that's happening. That goes through right through there, yeah. There's going to be more um, what I would call flavor, but other people's palates are different. So one thing that I found fascinating was listening to the prayers of the Ashkenazi versus the Sephardic Jews. And um, these are done uh everybody's familiar with middle eastern stuff but you know with jewish stuff as prayers being done in a singing tone yes um and this is fascinating because the ashkenazi singing tone sounds more like what we would typically you know from our perspective typically identify as a jewish folk song type tone so it sounds like Black Sabbath, Iron Man, or Dick Dale sort of stuff. Sounds like that. Like if you speed up Iron Man, you get a Jewish folk song, right? Okay. It's a tough comparison, but okay. Actually, um, here one is one is four Trying four, the other is prog rock. <laughs> Trying to do it, but okay. One's four four, the other's prog rock. The Sephardic tone, the Sephardic singing of prayers to my ear, sounded much more Middle Eastern in terms of, like, note bending, such as Mind and Indian music, where it's like, ah, you know, that yeah. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Moving out of the 12-tone scale. And when is, you hear it, it sounds, it sounds very much like a Muslim calling prayers from a minaret in a mosque. Mm-hmm. It sounds very much like that. 
Okay, I can picture that. So that's a huge difference in the tone and that kind of thing. Yiddish is strictly Ashkenazi. Uh, Sephardic Jews have nothing to do with Yiddish. So, okay. by the 1500s, we're still trying to write shit down. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand this. You've got temples getting whacked left and right. The Templars have already <laughs> sacked Solomon's Temple. Well, they I, are writing shit down. We've just got the Bible. getting burned out when they get Martin Luther's attacked. already knocked some shit onto a fucking wall. <laughs> we've got the printing fucking press. I think we've just got a basic problem that Moses was falling around those stone tablets and everybody's Way saying, too long. Let's not write shit down. That's work. <laughs> you know, you got to chisel a tablet. Even if God does it for you, you're hauling it around. That's a pain in the ass. If I'm going to work, I'm going to do it for me, not for somebody else. Fuck that. So a crazy thing happens. By the 1500s, at pretty much the same time, these two Jewish groups. 1500 CE, current era. 1500 AD. Jesus, fuck. We yeah. got knights in shining armor. Yeah, I don't know. We probably have the Andy Griffith show. Over the in the, the Templars States. have already it's been. The, 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 the We've had the Crusades. Yes, the the Templars have already been Ugh. disbanded by the Vatican. Okay, popes are fucking Dude, ruling by, shit. By, by the 1500s, white man is over here. Kicking ass and taking names. Well, Hell I mean, yeah. I don't know. If that's but they were here anyway. <laughs> So by the 1500s, <laughs> decimating entire populations. Both the Sephardic and Ashkenazi Jews feel like this whole Talmud thing and the case law and all this horse shit has gotten so complicated. We just got to face facts and buy some papers. So they go to... Uh, uh, the, 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 they go to Staples. They go to Office Depot. And well, they no, get they, some shit done. No, they go to Office Depot. <laughs> <laughs> You're not allowed to do that. He's... The closest we have. He's he the closest we have to a Jew, but that doesn't make it okay. So they they get some paper and they're like, "Hey, let's start writing this shit down." They both do this shit. Back to the store, gotta get pens. They both do this <laughs> stuff independently. Weirdly, they find out that hey, you guys are doing this, we're doing this. That's great. Then the Sephardic and Ashkenazi Jews have a big conference, and they're like, "Dude, we can't have two books. Let's combine <laughs> the two. So you get an, another Nicene <sighs> Council." They're like, see how it's working for the Christians with their 95 varieties of the Bible? We can't have that shit. Let's, like, one. One would be good. Is that where we're going? Yeah. So they combine these two Jesus. things into the Jewish book rule of rules known as the Sulkan Aruch. I like the Jewish And that's book how they rules, get it. You know. So. Wow. Let's get into the Jewish movements. Only Ashkenazi Jews have reformed conservative and orthodox movements. Sephardic Jews are just all the same thing. Yeah. So, w- would you explain that to me in different words? So, your reform. Tell them what a movement means. Your reform movements. Okay. Just tell them what a movement means. Your reform movements are like your Unitarians. So they've taken what was and made it modernized in some way. Your conservative movements... Are the ones that hold fast to the old tradition. Your conservative movements are like, I don't know, your Baptists or something. And your orthodox movements are sort of like Mel Gibson's church, where they only speak Latin. (laughs) Okay? All right? So let's get into a few tidbits about some of these movements. The Hasids. Ah, these are the ones with the spirally thing and the cool flat hat. Oh, God. 
So I do like those hats. Weirdly, like for the, for these guys who seem like really ancient, uh, Hasidic Judaism originates in Western Ukraine in the 18th century and spreads rapidly through Europe. I don't know why they didn't have any great outfits. 18th century, 1700s. Like, everybody you see that is Hasidic Jew looks where, like they're from then. Yeah. Where did it start? 18th century Western Ukraine. Western Ukraine. That's 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 the Volga Valley. That's where my family's from. Yet yeah, not a Jew. Not even <laughs> kinda. <laughs> so wow. Volga River. That's cold good water. Stills booze. Got it. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's it. It's just that the Jews somehow, are drinking Somehow, <laughs> I do not get this, but somehow Hasidic Judaism spreads rapidly throughout <laughs> like Eastern wildfire, Europe. Wildfire, clearly, if it's only been a couple years. They don't have years. to drink it. They can sell it. Wow. Oh, shit. Oddly, you might not think this to look at them, but I, I sort of know what they're talking about here. Yeah. Oddly, uh, uh, some of the key tenets of Hasidic Judaism are happiness and joy in leading an extremely religious life. So in other words, this is a little bit like the Quakers. Quakers, Puritans. Yeah, yeah the Mennonites, the yeah. Luterites, those kind of... Again, mirroring... Well, I'm not going to say mirroring. I'll say mirroring just because it's convenience, but like they're not imitating. They're just like, mm-hmm. this is it's their just thing. Very, yeah, it's, it's a similar pursuit. That they found. Uh, one thing I like about this is the Hasids believe in the concept of eminence. And that means that God is involved in and manifests in all things, even the mundane world. Leading a simple life is valued here. So if something happens, it's not... You know, I don't know. The Presbyterians don't say that every single thing that happens is due to divine work. The Hasids do. Like, Mm -hmm. every single thing that happens, everything you apprehend is due to God's work. And you should take joy in it. And And this this is all God's thing. And that includes even the Holocaust, by the way. That is a profound level of belief. And and devotion. Or faith. and, and, And appreciation of that faith. It's like every single thing that happens... I still feel him next to me. God did that. Yeah. Well, no, I and feel him next to me. Whether or not it's bad, it's that's irrelevant. It's I feel it's a level him of, next to me. It's, it's a level of devotion that I've never had. And so it's easy for me to question it, but when somebody is that pure in how they're devoted to their in this case God, uh and 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 the outcome of being devoted to him, it's 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 powerful. It from, is very powerful. From the little bit that um, I've done, the, the there's a distinction here that happens where, when, it's not that God is causing this to me. God has to cause this, but it's I still, part of the plan. I feel God, and or I feel the, the imminent power. Me, yeah, but it's not a personal attack on me, even though I may suffer. I'm part of the plan. Bingo. Yes. And that is still something it, to take joy and love in. Okay, yeah, so, yeah. And so it's, it's just fascinating so to me, but it's uh, very powerful when you see somebody who really, truly believes that way. Mm-hmm. There's there's consequences to eminence because, taken logically, if God is present everywhere, 
and you have a covenant with God, then communion with God must be pursued at all times. Well, it's intrinsically part of your life. If God is there and part of your life all the time, that means God every is, action is the other set of every action in the sand, if has you will. To take God into account, right? Like it's all the time. Like you, you can't do anything unless it's honoring God. You can't do anything that goes against God. God is there, like nine, you know, twenty four seven. This also results in having to negate all worldly concerns. And focus on that communion in every single action. And this is what the Hasids do. A correlation would be the the people that when their kid is dying and they refuse to take them to the hospital, even because when it could be a shot of penicillin. A little bit, yeah. It's in yeah. God's hands. Which which really is an uncomfortable place for me personally, but but like it's their belief. It's a correlation. You know. So now that you're involving God in your every action, you're you're kind of doing self-negation. Like in other words, you are less of an operant force in things, and everything is all divinely guided, and blah blah blah. Right. Problem with that is now you got a lot of wayward sheep in the flock. Because you're, you're, you, I don't know, you, you're like uh, sweeping out the pantry, and you're like, I'm not feeling God here. So, so you need some, you need to go, to, you need some counsel with somebody who can, where you, where you're feeling distressed because I don't know, you're hard boiling some eggs, and you're not really feeling the God thing. So now you're in a breaking the covenant with God because God is everywhere. So like you got to go talk to somebody. How can I involve God in, in in this action here? Because like I'm just boiling some eggs, right? Right. So what can I do about that? Thank God you have eggs. Isn't this rabbis? I'm like, isn't that part of their job? Well, no, this 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 devolves into like masters <laughs> who have perfected self-negation, and their job is to guide the flock, and this involves a lot of mysticism sometimes. I'm really trying not to Yeah, th this is one of the ones where some of this level up shit is a little difficult. I get it too. This is one of those ones where it's almost like you don't have value in right. your own faith. A little bit. A little bit it's, very, it's very cultish, you know. Yeah, it's, it yeah. does. It, it, does. Really it, it seems like the, can you make it through the Nexium brand or something like that. Yeah. It seems like that kind of, again, I have an teach, intellectual. Their own, teach their own, but, but the, you can see where I can get questions from this one. Is it of seems course. like blindly follow. And and don't think for yourself is a lot of this thing, right? But that like suits some people. I, well, that's I, pretty much yeah, any I, religion. That's your in. moral code that you think this is wrong. That's your morals, not theirs. I understand, and that's where I'm trying to come from. But I feel also the need to explain that it's hard for me to get it. You should have joined the Crusades. I no. <laughs> All right, I would have been the one, John. <laughs> I yes. would have done stellar. <laughs> I've been like, let's grow some cows. All right, so let's get into the, the dress. Taters, anybody want taters? The dress of the Hasids uh, descends from Eastern European tradition. For men, it's usually seen in the form of a long black overcoat mm -hmm. and a hat. Yep. There this is, is the also the costume. See? There's also these larger, exorbitantly expensive fur hats. I've seen these. They are impressive. They are killer hats. <laughs> like, 
pimps learned a lot from these hats. These are the hat <laughs> of all religious hats. You know, the Pope's mitre ain't got nothing on no, these hats. No, Pope's you, fucking hat is Your hat dangerous. is your Rolex. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you could have one of that. You could have a Rolex on each wrist, but if you got a little tiny hat, you ain't nothing. You nothing. So, like in that hat compared to a yarmulke, seriously. <laughs> Just since we're in that oh, world, <laughs> those what your those fur hats. Like. I could not get a straight up bead on who's allowed to wear the gigantic, really expensive fur hat. Anybody who can afford one? It mm. seems like the fur hats are worn by rabbis, or unmarried sons or grandsons of rabbis, or so. some guy on a special occasion. <laughs> I, I could not. So like monks well, and dudes going to cocktail parties. Uh, well, <laughs> is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. Uh, well, it's it's where you stand within your community. It's what status level you have in the community. So your rabbi is really fucking high. Your son of a rabbi is really high. Is it like the Islamic crown? The, what is the, the Fusi? What do they call the Islamic crown? Kufi. Thing? Kufi. No, like anybody kufi? can wear that. Mm-hmm. No, this is like a special occasion hoity-toity yeah. for hat. And yeah. a kufi is like about a buck compared to these things. Well, I mean, yes, but... Uh, it's where you see guys in prison wear koofies, dude. But I could go buy one of these fucking fur hats on eBay, and I could walk down the street in it. Yeah, but if you bought it on eBay, it'd still be like two thousand dollars. You can buy a koofy for a buck. What? What? what guys in prison have koofies. What the fuck huh. are you talking about? I I'm just trying to put it in context. I don't. It, it's. Why don't you pay some heat? I okay. Have, we anyway. we finally got to my favorite part: the costumes. Okay. Well, we're getting to your <laughs> second favorite part. Oh, what's my second favorite part? For women. Uh oh, more costumes. <laughs> Long conservative skirts, sleeves past the elbow. Oh man. Married women must also cover their hair. You must dress like Emily Dickinson. Puritans. This is done not wrong. Using either a wig or a scarf, sometimes both. Only husbands are allowed to see the women's hair. Now I'm That's going some bullshit. I'm going a little bit off board here because like when I was in school every now and then some kids mom would show up and like the, the wigs on the Hasidic women are like really like astonishingly not bad. Mm-hmm. They're really like you got to kind of look a while to be like is that a wig? I don't know. They're they're really not that bad. Every now and then some kids mom would show up and she'd be wearing a wig, a shidle. And, and it's, it's under the guise of still hiding yeah. their their hair so that only their husband can see their hair. Yeah, and right? I, I asked I asked my friends about the, an explanation of this, and they said that it was like, it, it was because like the Jews were getting raided all the time, and Jewish women would shave their heads so that when they got raided, they could pick this wig off and they'd yep. be bald and nobody would want them. They could look like small boys too. I could not really verify this, although I don't know that looking like a small boy no, helps it, you in a it, raid. But that's it, one of the things that you would do for your children as well. So they didn't get raped and pillaged oh, and uh, fucking put true, to the sword. True, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I get that. But, but man. So that's, men... That's, that's, men cannot shave... So many questions. Men can... <laughs> because the Torah and the Bible actually forbids shaving of any facial hair. So... I, I believe that's in Islam as well. That is could correct. be. But this is why um, Hasidic men have not only beards, but these incredibly long sideburns called payas. Yeah. Because they never shave. Because even up in here, the sideburn area is still considered facial hair. I don't know. Taking a little bit too far, but that's good for them. <laughs> Hasids 
will often speak Yiddish as well as the language of their country. Like so, many, so they're English the, they're or the, Islam. Well, I guess not Islam. Or Portuguese, or, Portuguese or whatever okay, the fuck. Yeah, the wherever they live. Yeah. Haitian. Here's a look Haitian at what Jews? a shaitel would look like. Yeah, pretty yeah. hot, huh? That looks like. Is a, that not one of the most impressive wigs you've well, ever seen in your life? Impressive wig. I I get that. I'm just like, like hair be sexy in my opinion, and like not seeing somebody's hair is weird. And I it, to again, two people that don't have again, it. Fuck again, off, again, dude. somebody questions. You see the hair like, in private. So I don't know, man. I, don't know, I think it's kind of a little bit of a sexy. I mean, that is kind of a sexy right up until you, like, grab them by the ears and it falls off or whatever. Yeah, but see, you're in the bedroom when you do that. <laughs> you know? It's if like... you're paying attention to the hair when... <laughs> oh, if you're you've not paying issues. attention to the hair. Here's a weird thing. If that breaks you, you've got problems. <laughs> so, if you're in New York, which is the only place in the United States where you're ever going to confront the Hasidim in any large numbers, mm-hmm. um, uh, even other Jews, and it's identifiable if you're a Hasidic Jew or not, um, but even other Jews regard the Hasidim as incredibly rude. And the reason for this is... They're very dismissive. Like, if you're not Hasidic, they they really quickly will They'll do business with you. you and stuff, but they're just like, I don't believe a word you say, blah, blah, blah. And the reason why this is, is because the Hasidim feel that Jews have been betrayed by every single group. Thus, they don't put any faith in anybody other than Jews, to the extent of probably not trusting Jews who are not Hasidim. They are so I mean, but I, I can see that. Like, part of the reason we're talking about this is our ongoing question as to why the Jews are always persecuted. They are so secular. And they that always have been. They're so secular that they are secular within their within own their own nation. sect. Yeah. So, but, but they are kind of like I, I ran into some Hasidic Jews one time on the streets of New York, <laughs> and just like looked at them and nodded and nothing. Like I did not no, exist. They don't want to know shit did about. Not you. fucking exist. I was no. not even on. The you street. could have been hit by a car. Yeah, and, and it wouldn't matter. They wouldn't have matter. And and so yeah, again, I'll say they're very you dismissive of watch. anyone anyone outside of their own culture, unless they're making a business deal. And even then, mm-hmm. they don't fucking trust you. No. So that's why but they, I, they come I, I off think, as kind of being I rude. Think they have ground for not trusting, like you know. <laughs> Well, everybody has grounds for not trusting. One of the most persecuted. You yeah, you know, if you don't trust, if you don't, don't, if do you don't trust, what the fuck are you doing living in this country? You know, get the fuck out and go to Israel. You know, I don't know why you're living here if you don't you trust them, or you really can't trust anybody. Except for the great. fact that most of the Hasids are sitting there over there in Williamsburg, New York. So I don't know. They could afford to live in New York. It's a, it's a weird. No, no, it was a fucking slum <laughs> when those guys started living there. Now it's a big deal. That's I don't know. <laughs> okay, so the only. The only group within the Hasidim that take responsibility for every Jew, regardless of the denomination, is the Chabad Hasidim. We're going to get to them in a little bit. They're a very colorful bunch. Despite, okay. <laughs> despite their rejection of everything outside, we get into this weird thing of technology. Because the Hasidim have to do business, what you going to do? They gotta have the internets. Ah, so cell phones are allowed. Internet use must 
only be business oriented and is heavily monitored if you go to bigboobs.com. That's why you see no Hasidic Jew Facebook memes. Yeah. <laughs> if you go to bigboobs.com and you're a seat, boom, you're out. Get the hell out of there. You go over to the reform bunch. Get, you're not good enough. Television off limits. No Seinfeld. Oh. Wow! No so, soup for you. So let me get uh, this straight. These what you've the, got? These are the his seeds, not the not the Hadam, right? Yeah, yeah, not the Habad. Yeah. The Rabad, yeah, Habad. Um, with with the, I, I can just see it in my head right now. You've got a bunch of like thirteen year olds running down to an internet cafe and looking up Pornhub. For all of the Hasidic Well, yeah, that's the, that's, the, that's the thing. Do they get, like, their Quaker one year off to go fuck around, whatever it's called? No. No, sir. No, they do not. That's not right. You should have your one year to go fuck off. All right, go ahead. What else isn't allowed? All right, so this quinceañeras. Is, no quinceañeras? This is, <laughs> is going to be a very difficult concept to grasp. But the Hasidim and all Haradim which are the ultra-Orthodox, can be considered pro-Israel, but are non-Zionist. Yes, all right. So you told me you were going to get into Zionist. Is this win? Because I, I might need a definition betwixt the two. We're going to get into it in a little bit. Okay. But basically, they cons- a lot of people think the Hasids are antagonistic to Israel. They're really not. They consider the existence of Israel moot, because it's there. Right? Doesn't matter if it exists because we know it exists. The Zionist is promised land. At they the same time, the Hasids feel that the reason why there's all this strife in Israel is because God didn't give it to them on a platter. Man created Israel. So thus, they don't say Israel shouldn't exist because look it does it's there what the fuck are you going to do but they're like the reason why it's imperfect is because God didn't bestow it upon them getting back to the covenant thing and your big palatial kingdom thing with, right with Abraham you do what leaving. I tell you and then we give you the stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. Deal. so 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 like uh, d- d- I love d- it d- when he gets that look in his <laughs> eyes because it just had this Holy fuck! I just got blown, dude. I just I get to learn. I get to learn shit. So so like so. Well done. Th- are there any Hasidim that live in in? Yeah, there's Hasidim that Israel? live in Israel. They, they they live there. Yeah, but, but they're, they're like denial look. of whether it's a good place or not. No, like we, it's made, we made this. We made this. They're, they're, not God. They're we like, could live somewhere God no, made. Look, right? They're like but, look, but good. I'm glad we got it. The reason why we have problems would be because God bestowed it, so we maybe came a little early. You know, it's like that. This is right? Omaha. They're realizing the trust fund. Yeah. Is yeah. that what's going on? Yeah, yeah. They're forcing the issue rather than letting God decide the issue. It's Oregon. You know? If he wanted Oregon to be ours, he'd kick everybody else out. Okay. So. Wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love that look in your eyes. Just do it. It's just it's, well done, it's, Rupert. Well done. So, religion. This is a personal best of mine for weird sects, but um, oh dear. <laughs> the Chabad, sometimes known as the Chabad Lubavitch sect of Hasidim. Wait, wait. The Chabad Lubavitch. 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 That's the, the Lubavitchers. German. That's the German faction. The Lubavitchers. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I don't know. Some guy named Lubavitch, they're, they're into him. 
this is the closest Jews get to being evangelical. Except... Wait, wait, do they snake wrangle and shit? Yes. <laughs> no! Yes! yes! <laughs> I'm so, I want snake wrangling Jews. Can I YouTube this? <laughs> oh, wait, no technology. <laughs> so your basic Hasidim are like, look, this is our thing. Get the fuck out of here. We do our thing. Okay? The Chabad, they're like, hey, you reformed Jews and all this kind of thing. Your lapsed Jews, your non-observant Jews, they try to rope them into the fold. They try and blue bill them. Uh, yeah, because they also do a lot of Kabbalistic shit. Yeah. And there's actually a movie called Pi, which goes on about this. I already brought this up in this episode. Right. That's the Lubavitchers. Amazing. But movie. that's Pi the Lubavitchers. Didn't fit in until now. That's the Lubavitchers. Those, that's who's a, uh-huh. the, 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 listeners. If you've not seen this, it's black and white. It. It's slow, but it's fucking amazing. They came out of Russia, and the soundtrack is. Chabad de, de, derives from a town in Russia. In 1951, Chabad starts to become. 1951. Yes. Well, founded, yeah, they're still inventing this shit, well, man. It, it was founded in 1775. Yeah, but it didn't become popular until 1950. You oh had new God. Coke. It wasn't written down. <laughs> it wasn't written down to the 1500s, if I remember correctly. Right. Oh my lord. Oh, okay. Okay, keep going. By 1951, Chabad becomes <laughs> one of the most dynamic and widespread movements in Judaism. This thing is going crazy because they're roping in lapsed Jews. Because you've got a bunch of Jews who got sick of their temples getting whacked by the Romans. They move off to other places. And they're, they're just like, yeah, let's get a by the wayside. But now we can be Jews with guns and we can handle some yeah, of this, and that, right? They, they, they kind of let it go a little bit by the wayside because they don't want to be schlepping stones to build another temple. This they is, got the fuck out. This is progressive Judaism. Yeah. Progressive is in quotes, I think. But, okay, go ahead. So, the Lubavitchers, the Chabad, Chabad will, will, they will actually kidnap Jews. Oh, my God. And what they do... So you got Mormons. <laughs> what they I do... Mean, I mean, I mean... What you they know... Do, fuck. All right, all right. So they, 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 throw, they throw these... These disaffected I love Jew, you, Rupert. This Jew is great. kids into the back of a fucking van <laughs> and drive them away and take them to what? Like re- re-establishment camp or like what? what the fuck? What they do <laughs> is they hang out in... I'm glad that out came after hang. They, they hang out <laughs> in like not necessarily Hasidic areas, but Jewish areas, which might have been... The Lower East Side in New York. The, the Heavily Garment Jewish District. Area. No, like, that's he, Midtown. Here's the deal. The first hit's on me. <laughs> Let me take you to this party. And I, I, I'm, only, I'm only emphasizing this point because I have let's, personal Let's go home and watch some YouTube it. videos. Have you heard of this guy called Alex Jones? Want to watch Tickle? So, <laughs> so what welcome. happens is, like... If you're hanging out on the Lower East Side of New York, maybe oh, in the God. mid to late 70s. Really? Because CBGB's mm-hmm. is down there. Ooh, it gets juicy. What, are they just grabbing anybody oh, with a big that nose was, or what? You need to stop. That was bad. Like, like you got curly hair, a nice butt, and a, nice, and a decent-sized nose? Get in the fucking van, child. What you're gonna, is this what's going on? What you're going to find... What you just said? What you're going to find is, like, a big, huge Greyhound bus... 
four or five like Hasidic guys hanging around outside, and they're going to be grabbing anybody who looks at all Semitic and saying, "Have you heard the word of God?" Oh God! The name of this bus is. It's got a name. The mikvah tank. <laughs> All right, so when we finally go on tour and rent an RV, we're no. spray-painting Mitva Tank on no, the side of it? No, we are not. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so what happens, the, mik- the Mikva is basically a ceremonial baptism oh, thingy. The mik- mikva pills. Yeah, we're right of passage. Yeah, where if you convert mikvah, if you convert to Judaism, you might have to go to the mikvah, which means being baptized in front of the whole congregation. Oh, yada yada. I don't know why they got they, they don't have oh, any ba- they don't have any bathtub in this Greyhound bus. I know this for a fact. I'll get to why I know this later. Oh shit. Um, but 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 what happens is, is they'll try and rope any. Rope any vaguely Semitic person in. Has he got some stumbling drunk kid who just came out of a Dead Boys show wandering in this mikvah tank? That looks, which might and be. And if he goes out the backside, he's all of a sudden Jewish? Which might be. <laughs> because he's, if, if he's coming out of a Dead Boys concert, he might be a lapsed Jew. Do I know any lapsed Jews? <laughs> I know a lot of lapsed They're Jews. They're your Facebook friends. They're my Facebook friends. From <laughs> Quaker school. Oh my God! Oh shit! Once me and just once me and Josep and Andrew and Josh were walking down the street, they got Josh. Wait, <laughs> they got Josh. <laughs> they got Josh. They got Josh. I know this person. Oh my lord! It's Josh it's, is okay. For what it's worth, Josh is okay. <laughs> it was exactly like. When you're sort of, oh when you get into a little bit of a drag race with somebody on the interstate, uh, and then the cop pulls that, that guy race. over, yeah. the cop pulls I, that guy over, and you look at him like a herd of zebra where the lion captures one, and they're like, they got Jimmy. <laughs> it was like that. They got Josh. They got Josh. Fuck Josh. We're out. <laughs> Josh gets roped into the mikvah tank. Oh, my God. I don't need to run faster they, than anybody l- else. I just need to run faster than you. Were they him in with boobies and cocaine or They what? literally grabbed him and threw him <laughs> in. Oh, my God. Me and Giuseppe are just, like, looking. We're like, what what's, the fuck what's did we do? What's amazing to me is they didn't get Giuseppe. <laughs> well, it, actually. Like, he's, seriously? He's pretty Italian. I mean, but. <laughs> and there's no cell phones. Oh but God. did either of you look for a phone? To oh call nine one one. Hey, my phone. Just, my bread. My, my. What are we gonna just, do? The Jews kidnapped him. Yeah, my, the Jews my kidnapped dude, the Jews. My Jew? dude just got kidnapped by guys. Some guy with curly things coming down on wrist. The Jews act. kidnapped the Jew. I'm not even sure that's kidnapping. I don't know what the fuck. Okay, that did is. you go home and write a short story? I'm writing it now. <laughs> Here you go. Oh my god. Oh, I'm sorry, Josh. We didn't see Josh again that night. <laughs> And he came back, and basically what they do is they do sort of like a, 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 a two-hour Gitmo routine where they put you in stress positions and try and convince you to, like, really acknowledge your Judaism. And, well, and like, hold on to this bar above your head for three hours and tell me if you see God. Is yeah, pr- they- pretty much, in a Greyhound bus, driving around Williamsburg. Like, they take you straight over the wait, bridge. Wait, 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 wait. The bus, they threw him on the bus, and then they drove away? Yes! 
do you think yes this not, is actual kidnapping this is actual yes. kidnapping <laughs> and they're not going to take it to a central location because that way everybody would figure out where it is no they just do it in the bus exactly it was like a big and then Jewish they fucking throw him out this is the worst bang God. this is the worst version of the bang bus ever it was like a Jewish black <laughs> no actually I think this is the bang bus <laughs> it was like an internal you just got fucked God. and thrown out it's like an internal oh combustion Jewish CIA black site no <laughs> Just take you there. I get you're angry for the last 3,000 years of persecution, but seriously, kidnapping? Name of fucking. Oh my god. It was some crazy shit. It is, yes. Well, yes. Well understated. All right, so now we're in. Um... Did you buy him a beer when you saw him? <laughs> give him some weed, a couple tabs of acid, something. I don't know. Or was... did you just give him space? Fucking A, we're at an hour 24. What are you thinking? Motherfucker. We got a lot to go. All right. It left on one paragraph left. Cool. Modern time Zionism. uh, I will preface this by saying that from henceforward, my remarks might be offensive because I consider myself a Zionist. Uh, Zionism starts in 1896 with Theodore Herzl, who publishes. Der Judenstaat, i.e., the Jewish state. Der Judenstaat? Yep. Der. 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 Judenstaat. That's German. Yeah. Yes. Der Judenstaat. This isn't going to turn out well. Well, in the 19th. (laughs) The German state. In the 19th 19th and early 20th century, Germany was like one of the centers of world Jewry. You know, I mean, that's, that's where they were. That's how you get your Yiddish thing with this Germanic language thing. I can't believe I left off the best part. I'm so fucking angry. All right. It's okay. You got got an episode two coming. It's even better than this one. All right. So he proposes, this is the first time it pops up basically since we got all the temple destruction going on back in the the B.C. years. You know, so uh, he proposes a Jewish state as a solution to anti-Semitism, which even though we're in 1896, hey, it's fucking going on because we had the Crusades. They wiped a lot of Jews on their way to Israel. You know, um, so in 1897, a year after this book, it's a pretty good seller, I guess. Uh, <laughs> the World Zionism... To give her away, or that's what they do with religious texts. The World Zionism Foundation is founded and holds its first conference to found a Jewish state in, you know, Palestine or Byzantium or whatever the hell you want to call it. <laughs> so by 1914, 40,000 Jews moved back to that area. No, well, their numbers are back up. I'll give yeah. them that. So... In 1909, <laughs> residents formed the first totally Hebrew-speaking town in what is a little shanty called Tel Aviv. 1909. Yes. Yep. Just, Tel Aviv. Yeah, just... just, just okay, go. so this doesn't yeah. go well either. Just okay. save it. Just save it. I'm, Save it. I'm just, you know, lots let of questions. Let I'm, it build. Don't, don't release. Just I, let it build. Do we don't need, not need to argue. We need to let him talk some more. So in, wow. Between <laughs> 1915 and 1916, a little organization called the Young Turks uh, force a million Armenian Christians from eastern Turkey. 700,000 die. Many are forcibly converted to Islam. The survivors make it through Syria into Israel. That's three quarters of the people that died, roughly. World War I wow. ends with Britain in control of the area. 
a letter between the British Foreign Minister, one Lord Rothschild. Oh, dear. A little bit of a leader in the Jewish community. A little bit of a... Okay. <laughs> advances the idea of a Jewish state at the end of World War One. This becomes known as the Balfour Declaration. In 1948, Israel is founded. Following that, Israel and nuclear weapons. Thus ends part one. Wow. Well, uh, wait, I'm supposed to go last on wrap-ups. You get wrap-up first, first mm -hmm. I think, and then John, then me. I think that's how this works. Okay. Well, it's completely a back episode, but I'll go next. That's fine. Anyway. So, as I said, um, I consider myself a Zionist, and I have since my late teens. Um, I consider the Jews entitled to Israel, um, and I do so for two reasons. Uh, the first is historical connections and all that sort of thing. The second is um, it's best for uh, my people. Um, I view it as somebody's got to be in control of the area. Uh, I, I really would prefer it just be like, you know, I don't know, another country or something. But like, that's not going to happen. So some religion's going to be in charge of this little, you know, 40 acres and a mule. So um, the way I look at it is uh, the Jews... Um, allow full participation and visitation of all the various religious sites um, by any denomination. Uh, there's Muslim members of the Israeli Knesset, the parliament over there, um, and I fully believe with all my heart that the, the, the axiom that uh, within the state of Israel, if tomorrow um, somebody said all muslims lay down your guns things would be the same the day after tomorrow if tomorrow somebody says all jews lay down your gun the day after tomorrow all jews are dead so that's why i consider myself a zionist and i fully support the, the state of israel it's the one place i would rather be drafted into in the armed forces, I, you know, if I emigrated there, um, I would accept uh, uh, compulsory servitude in the IDF to defend the country much more readily than I would if they started the draft up here. So, mm. you 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 said something there that I thought was really important here. Where if Israel had to lay down their guns, they'd be dead. There's a part of me that wants to believe it's not true, but unfortunately I think the realistic fact is that it would be another Holocaust. That's exactly what it would be. And I think it's really fucked up because I disagree with, you know, having, having a, a claim to land because God told you so. I find it wrong on with every religion God to me isn't God to me is a, a form of faith in something that you can't 
possibly understand. You aren't capable of doing so. So how... How could you actually ever think that... Well, now I'm allowed to lead and claim this area. I do think that they... Every religion has a right to live without being threatened. Without just... People have to respect each other. Again, every Jew, however, if they laid down every fucking gun, there would be a holocaust. And you are absolutely correct with that. So I've got a, a slightly different take. Not entirely. Um, if, it, if it hasn't been apparent... Well, during this po- this episode that that I don't get blind following of religions just inherently in myself uh, let me say that I don't get it uh, it doesn't mean that it's wrong and I understand that it works well for a lot of people and it helps them find guidance in their life and and how to as as the directives that were laid down in the Judaism stuff, the the Torah and the the other one after I've forgotten the name, um, tell you like it teaches you how to behave not just to to your God, but to your God, to your neighbor, to yourself, to the world and the community. And I appreciate that part of religion. Um, I also, as as I've said a number of times, don't understand why the Jews have always been so persecuted. And and I'm I still don't know. And and by the end of what may be part three, who knows? I may still not know. But I'm starting to understand a little bit about maybe there wasn't enough organization at the beginning to make it happen. Like taking thousand years thousands of years to put it together and write it down. Maybe they could have been a stronger force. I don't know. I'm I'm just curious to see where the history goes. And I'm learning a ton, and uh, and and maybe someday I'll have my answer as to why they are treated the way they are globally. I they seem like pretty decent folk, honest. This sounds like something we're friends do. Well, I thought we were friends. I'm extremely uncomfortable with that. I know. Do you need a hug?